speak truth to life tell your story tell your song tell your truth it's all about you speak truth to life Pam so welcome back on this platform I discuss society culture and trending topics and the trending topic of the moment or one of them is the Bishop Lamar Lamar Whitehead Mr. Whitehead is the, the pastor of a church called Leaders of Tomorrow in Canarsie, Brooklyn. He was robbed on live stream. And the reason why we're still talking about this story or this incident, I mean, first of all, I, I do send healing, love and light to the parishioners that had to witness a robbery where armed guards came into the church with guns, etc. Is it's a sad situation. Um, this community is a community that's filled with crime, and I'll I'll go into the police and crime statistics of that community, and I also go into the statistics of this pastor, who um, they call him the bling bling pastor. Mister Whitehead has a colorful past. He uh, served. Uh, years for a crime he says he didn't commit. I believe it was pol- allegedly it was police. It was identity theft, which is a serious crime. Um, and he redeemed himself and he somehow, you know, went down the path of faith to become a pastor of this church in Canarsie. The church is located in an interesting location within kind of like an old building that used to be an apartment building. Uh, is looks like a rundown facility, and he um, renting space on a second floor of this storefront type of facility, right? So, the reason why people are you know interested in Mister Whitehead is that he says instead of people focusing on his money and you know his lavish lifestyle, his his Rolls Royce, his his, you know, he uh, apparently in this incident uh, over a hundred, over four hundred thousand in jury was taken from him. And the reason why is an interesting situation is because he's in a low income community preaching, but yet he comes in with all this jury and um, things that would get attention from thieves. So. Let's talk about the neighborhood of Canarsie. Canarsie has um, is is situated in the 69th precinct of uh, Canarsie, Brooklyn, New York. It has had uh, a rate of 465 crimes per 100,000 residents in 2019, and um, you know. The major felonies occurred there are usually murder, rape, felony assault, robbery, and burglary. So it's no no um, surprise that the pastor, unfortunately, you know, in this community that has a high rate of murder, rape, felony assault, robbery, and burglary would also go through that, okay? Um, 
people, despite all of these numbers that I just mentioned, people do say that Canarsie is a very safe neighborhood. It's a quiet neighborhood. It just really depends on who you ask about it. The high numbers, like I said, when it goes to safety and crime in that neighborhood is auto theft, grand larceny, um, burglary, felony assault, and robbery. Rape, not that much, and some murders. So let's flip and talk about where this man lives. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to talk about Saddle River, New Jersey. Um, in some investigations seen on um, um, New York media, I'm, even though I'm not in New York, I watch New York news all the time. And I'm a former resident of the great state of New Jersey. Uh, I lived there for two years um, between 2020 in 2022, well, 2021, but I left at the end. This pastor, Mr. Whitehead, um, lives in um, the Bergen County, New Jersey, right? That's where Saddle, Saddle River is. It's a suburb <clears throat> that's 25 miles northwest of Manhattan. Um, the population is 46% lower than new, um, you know, in the new regular New Jersey. Um, 78.5% of the population is white. 2.75 of the population is black. 15.74 of the population is Asian. Mr. Whitehead owns a home that is $1.64 million. He has a six bedroom home there. He also uh, allegedly has a real estate company called Whitehead Properties. Whitehead Properties is uh, has properties in Connecticut and other places. Uh, this pastor also does um, some real estate classes. He states that he um, shouldn't people shouldn't be like talking about him because. He just has all these, his lifestyle is, is, uh, um, kind of indicative of him having multiple streams of income. Right. But New York news, the NBC New York news is reporting that this man allegedly has a huge unpaid loan from a parishioner. He, uh, I want to get into this a little bit because this is very interesting to me. Apparently, this uh, uh, church member gave him $90,000. This individual in the church had a hard time trying to obtain a property. And Mr. Whitehead allegedly uh, stated he would help this individual obtain property. Uh, so that person said, hey, here's the $90,000 and he would make it, something happen. Um, what happened is that Mr. Whitehead allegedly kept the money, allegedly. And at this point, this is a senior church member, like an older church member who now has, doesn't have that money anymore. And there's a lawsuit that was filed in 2021, um, against Mr. Whitehead. And it just got resurfaced because of this situation. Also, this um, Mr. Whitehead has been in the media before, and he's kind of blaming the media for giving him ne negative press. 
I guess he was involved in trying to help bring in the shooter, uh, a shooter on the Q train and release himself in, in, a, in a separate incident that happened in New York where he was involved in that situation. But what I really want to get into is, you know, if you're going to be a prosperity pastor, you know, preaching the good word. And if you have a great life and you make money and you have multiple streams of income and you're all about your kingdom, there's two things that, that, that I'm trying to wrap my head around. One is that this uh, individual yesterday, he, well, recently, uh, he did a press conference. Um, and it was very interesting, this press conference where he was answering questions about his situation, explaining things. I won't go into it. If you go to YouTube, you can find it. Just Google Bishop Whitehead, New York. Um, in the press conference, he was appeared to be talking in front of a lot of individuals, you know, other reporters. I didn't see any church members. I didn't see any pastors. That's kind of very weird to me because I, I'm thinking these people do not want to even associate themselves with Mr. Whitehead because where was the support from other pastors in, in Canarsie, Brooklyn, standing with him? Other uh, officials standing with him? I didn't see it. I, I, that's so weird to me. Where are the choir members that you said were afraid? They could have came forth and spoke and said, yes, I was in church that day. Um, the robbers came, they pulled out a gun. I was afraid for my life. I don't see any, I didn't see any community members out there. I just saw a bunch of reporters, Mr. Whitehead and his wife. Okay. You do what you will with that. But I thought that was really weird. And another weird thing to me is he, you know, focused on himself and talking about it's nothing wrong with him wearing jewelry and having a good life. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that either, sir. I really don't. My question is, if you are really about the kingdom's work, where is the kingdom's work in that community? This is an economically depressed community. That's all I can tell you guys is, is like where he lived <laughs> opposed to where he's preaching is a whole different location. Canarsie, Brooklyn, I'm just, you know, I, I'm kind of familiar with Canarsie because I lived in Brooklyn and, you know, the average rent there in, in Canarsie right now is, is over $2,000 actually, even though the, the, the area is, you know, economically depressed you probably could get you a house for about 3200 a month that's on a uh higher end you can get a studio somewhere maybe in a basement apartment for like maybe 800 but it's not a safe community in certain parts of Canarsie and the the part where he's at is not really safe um and for him to be working with the gifts that he said he has which is his knowledge in real estate and where, where is he using that knowledge to benefit the community of Canarsie? But nobody's going to ask that question, so I will. Where are the community programs for youth in there? He could be teaching them 
real estate right there at the church. He could be doing a food pantry, uh, uh, something to benefit the community. I didn't hear anything about his church initiatives. I didn't hear anything about that. I just keep hearing about um, the focus on what what we call his flesh and, and that stuff. So it's very interesting to me. And I feel sad when, you know, I know that his church members are coming to his church every week and they're pouring into his ministry. But the question is, what is his ministry doing for the community of Canarsie? I don't, I didn't hear anything. I'm waiting to hear something when it comes to that. But I don't think we're going to hear that. We're going to continue to see him talk about his money being lost. I don't know if the jury that he, that was robbed will be a part of an insurance claim. Um, A lot of people are alleging they feel like that's what he's going to do. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't think there's something wrong with being flashy. There are a lot of great prosperity pastors. T.D. Jakes, for example. You have Joe Osteen. You have uh, uh, so many, so many of them out there. But they have larger industries, uh, ministries, and they they also have multiple programs associated with their church. I have a family member who goes to a large church, but that church. It's not flashy at all. You could come as you are. You have jeans, gym shoes, whatever. Um, the pastor has a huge amount of ministries that go to Africa and other countries. And I know he started off very small like this gentleman is starting. I hope that if Mr. Whitehead is truly being mentored by Mayor Eric Adams or whoever else is in his circle to impress upon him to have his ministry really impact and help and lift that community. That is a depressed community. When I saw the picture of this storefront church, it looked like a slice from a a storefront church that I got saved in when I was in Chicago. Like you pass this church and it's, it's, it's in the hood. Okay. Let's, there's no mistake about it. This is not the safest neighborhood. You go into it. You close the door and you better be praying because, you know, you never know if something's going to happen in the neighborhood. I still I'm, I'm, I guess I am critical about this, this incident, this particular pastor, because every time I see him on news, he's talking about himself. He's not talking about the impact that this has had on helping him shepherd his sheep. You know, that's what they say, the lingo in those Church of God in Christ. Um so it's very interesting to me about this pastor. And I guess we'll continue to see or not see some progress in this. I hope he does get some resolution with his jury and all that stuff. But I just had so many questions about what his ministry does. And in all the the media coverage of this, I haven't seen anything. So what can we learn from this is that... If you are a, a church member, you go to a church, you should you should be aware of safety protocols at your church. That's number one. It didn't seem like this church had any kind of safety protocols. They didn't have security inside, inside of the church. And two, if you're pouring into a ministry, you should question where their money is going. A lot of people are led blindly by these prosperity pastors. 
they're like, yep, I'm going ahead and do this and I'm going to give money. Cause I, in their head, they're, uh, the, the church members are giving money to the Lord and these pastors are supposed to do something with the money, but there's an assumption that they're doing something that's going to benefit the church. If they're building fund for the church, because if there is a building fund for the church, then that church can be elevated and that community could be elevated and then they can have community programs. You see where I'm going with this? So those are the kind of questions I ask when I go to these type of ministries. It's not just to pour money into them. I want to pour money into the community aspect. I'm a community-minded individual. And when I see lack of it, it just makes me feel like, you know, possibly the pastor could just be taking the money and taking and putting it on themselves and not worrying about the church at all. So, but hopefully that's not the case here. Maybe that will change. Maybe there's a lot that we don't know about how he uses his money for his ministry to impact that 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 uh, community. But I haven't heard anything in the community saying that he has programs or anything. Everything is about his him himself, so to speak. So very interesting story to start the week off. But I'll talk to you guys soon. Be well and take care of yourself. Remember, you got one light to live. So let your life shine and mean something. Peace.